This is episode 93 of the Spirituality for Ordinary People podcast. We are right now continuing our conversation around a liturgy for life. Um, So we have a few people gathered together on Zoom to have some conversation. But first, uh, Jen Ostash Gooch and I will just talk together a little bit about the second week of the resource that we uh, have created and are walking through in this season. So this second week is focused around family, ancestors, and descendants. So maybe Jen, can you just give us sort of the, the focus, the focus and the relational theme for this week for our conversation? Absolutely. It is great to be back with you all again. Um, so our focus, our scripture focus is from Genesis. Um, chapter 17, 1 through 7 and 15 to 16, but I'm just going to read one passage here. I will establish my covenant between me and you and your offspring after you throughout their generations for an everlasting covenant to be God to you and to your offspring after you. And so our relational theme of our family, our ancestors and our descendants God promised Abram and Sarai that their descendants would be numerous and that God would always stand by them. They were to be blessed by God in order to be a blessing to all of the other families and tribes. As this covenant started with one family this week, you were invited to focus on your relationship with your family, including parents, children, siblings, spouses, extended families, ancestors, and descendants. And so that is our theme, looking at our family. And so I'm curious, Matt, on Sunday, our day of presence, um, did you and your family do anything extra special or completely ordinary? <laughs> yes, uh, nothing nothing too special, no. Um, actually, uh, Sunday's sometimes a little tricky for me, and... Um, so we actually had uh, churches weird right now because we're still in a pandemic. And, <laughs> and so we are, uh, you and I, Jen, we're at our church building on mm-hmm. Sunday in the morning um, doing a live worship. We don't always have live worship. Sometimes we pre-record our services and put them on. Um, and I wasn't really particularly ready for worship this sun- this Sunday. And often on Sundays, if I'm going to the church, I leave really early in the morning. So I left around five from home um, wow. to go down to the church. And so um, finished writing my sermon. <laughs> Not always supposed to do that a Sunday morning, but that's uh, that often happens for me. Um, and then... Uh, we did the service and we recorded a couple of little things afterwards as well, I think, if I'm remembering right. Uh, and then, um, yeah, I uh, that, that was kind of my whole morning. Um, so I had a pretty tired afternoon. Mm-hmm. Um, and what's interesting to me is I thought I was going to be intentional with my immediate family, like with my um with my daughter and my wife. Mm-hmm. Um, but what ended up happening, which is kind of interesting, is I, I had to go to my niece's place uh, to pick up a saw that I had left there two years ago when I was helping work on her deck. <laughs> and uh, we need to, um, we're, we're changing some baseboards in, in our in our bathroom. So, and I needed this saw. So I contact her and said, can I pick it up? And she's not too far away from where our church building is. And so 
so I was going after church and I wasn't thinking about our practice or anything like that when I was doing this, I was going to pick up a saw. And, um, and so went over there and uh, we had our masks on and she, and she says, um, and we, and we had, had a little visit, like at the door, picked up the saw. She's like, do you want to just come in and look at our new basement? I'm like, okay, sure. And, you know, and so just went in quickly and, and stayed our distance away from one another and all of that. And I haven't seen her in person in so long. Um, and, uh, and so that was kind of a surprise uh, extended family um, moment of being present and actually like, What's interesting about it is I, I like I don't actually I'll for sure talk to my niece um, if there's a family get together but like we're there's never just me and her either like um, and sure. her hus- her husband was almost he said hi and we chatted a bit in the door but then in the basement you know she, it was just it was just her and I kind of talking and it was really really nice to like actually pay attention to someone in my family who. Um, we have a great relationship, you know, it's, it's a, it's a wonderful relationship, but we just, it's not like we spend tons of time talking to one another. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was nice. Like it was just a little bit of catching up and there was nothing too overly significant about it. Uh, and then later coming home, you know, it was sort of, I think my wife and daughter and I are pretty good about spending intentional time together. And we like to do things like play board games and, mm-hmm. um, and things like that. So um so yeah, that was there too, but it was just sort of this unexpected thing that happened to be on the presence day, which was kind of nice. I love that. The unexpected. That's really great. We, uh, we had to do our presence. Um, we had to pivot a little bit and on Monday, it was my husband's birthday mm. and childcare, uh, was canceled for Monday. And I had, so I was like, okay, our game plan of what we were going to do, we have to pause and, and we're going to do something different. Um, but then unexpectedly, uh, my mom said, you know, I have been wanting to come in. Can I come in? And I was like, yeah, definitely. Please come in. I would really love to have a lunch out with my husband for his birthday. And so we were able to spend um, Monday together. And that was just so rare to not have to worry about the kids and to go and we were able to go to a restaurant and dine together, which was a very strange experience Um just because of how things are right now, but, um, but we really get to drive in the car and just talk about life and whatever without having, you know, sort of kid music playing or trying to keep them entertained. So, uh, so that was really nice, um, for us to do that. And we are also like, our family's pretty intentional about quality time together, playing together, watching whatever and engaging with one another. Um, so that was good. Um, confession was an interesting day and I imagine it might have been interesting for others as well um and something that I've already been kind of working through for myself um is acknowledging like uh hmm, how do I say this I guess bluntly uh my own anger and issues that I have in dealing with my kids and I'm not always I'm not a perfect mom. Nobody is, let's be honest, but or a parent. Um, but like acknowledging that like there's probably some things that come from family lines that certain traits and habits have been passed down. Um, so that was an interesting one of, of confession of like 
having a unique space to confess my own shortcomings, but then also understanding that there might be some things that, you know, reside within our family lines. Um, and to acknowledge that I, I would like to change that. I would like God to bring some healing into that space and that going forward, my kids are not going to carry these traits forward. Um, and so that was, that was mine without getting, you know, too into it. That was, that was mine for confession. Okay. For me, um, like, I think the, the phrasing of this one as well, uh, bring your attention to something that is infringing on the health of your family relationships. Uh, I think that's an important phrasing. Um, for me, I actually, the thing that I kind of sensed was I don't always bring, uh, I, I don't always fully bring my gifts to family life in the same way that I might to work. Mm. Um, and sometimes that's good because sometimes it's just like, no, family life is just about like, <laughs> like just relax. Like, and let's not be intentional about like, how do we use our gifts? But I also think like where I do that in family life well is like, I love planning vacations. And so I'll be like the, the motivator person to plan a vacation. Mm. Um, but, you know, um, recently, like we just, we just had, had to buy a, a, a new car because our, our car was pretty much dead. Um, and I like a little part of me was like resenting that I'm always the person who's going and researching and finding the finding the things and like Cheryl is involved and participates in the conversation but I feel like I'm always the one who is like always is probably too strong of a word but it's often me that's kind of the driver of those kinds of decisions and I'm kind of oh, why is that always me and then so I think on this day it kind of helped me like well maybe it's always me because I like that's actually like I'm I'm good at that and and like, I'm good at like seeing the gifts within my family and other people, but I don't always like acknowledge like, oh, well, wait a second. Um, I actually, like, as I reflect on it, I actually enjoyed going on Auto Trader and looking at a whole bunch of different cars. And Cheryl enjoyed looking at like three cars. Yeah. <laughs> like, and that should be okay, right? Like, that's totally fine. Um, so I think it's just like that kind of raising awareness. It wasn't like super like, traumatizing for me it was more like oh you're not always bringing your full self into 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 this and like allowing your gifts to actually be present mm -hmm. so yeah that's it's kind of around that that's good and for sure like you you bring up it wasn't traumatizing and, and my own not really um but there's certainly some work i need to do but it's very possible that someone listening um could really have some unfortunate and very traumatizing things and uh and so just to encourage you um, to connect with a trusted somebody, um, seek for, you know, counseling if needed, if you need to kind of go beyond, uh, just a conversation with a friend, if it, if there's something that comes up, we just want to encourage you do what is right for you and, um, and, and take care of yourself. And, and in all things, um, just a reminder to, to be gentle with yourself, um, as you continue to do any type of work of healing, it can be, uh, it can be very hard. Sure. And in that sense, I, this is great. I mean, like share peace with yourself too. Let's, let's do that. Um, in regards to being gentle, we could frame that as sharing peace. Um, Matt, was there anything in particular uh, regarding sharing peace? 
I no, I don't think so. Other than what I've just, other than what I've said, I actually think like just like in the regular liturgy, the confession and the peace really go hand in hand, right? Like you, as something becomes aware for you around like what do I need to confess or what might like that leads you to like where is peace is really about like reconciliation so it automatically leads you to like oh well what would I do differently or what would we found that last week too so -hmm. I think that's intentional it's actually part of that is helping me learn a little bit more even about like traditional Christian liturgy and why like the the peace is not just a say hi to your neighbor time Right. Like it's like, oh, there's actually a role for this of like, we've received forgiveness from God. And now we like say peace be with you to one another as a way of like, it's a sign of reconciliation between people um, and relationships. So anyway, that that's kind of an interesting thing that I'm learning maybe about Mm -hmm. the depth of the liturgy and why it's set up that way. I appreciate that. Like the focus of of the act of reconciliation, I think is really good. Um, and I'm not sure what's going to happen when we're in person and we're going to have to figure out like how to these normally that was like shaking hands with people. So, well, even before we fully, I remember even before, like a year ago now you were like, okay, well don't, maybe don't shake hands right now. Like elbows or waves. That was kind of our thing. Right. That's true. I actually remember doing an announcement saying, you know, if someone doesn't feel like shaking hands you know just make that known or just like do a do like a praying hands symbol or something and I think nobody in the church maybe one person in the church did that and everyone else just like still hugged everyone and shook one another's hands and this was like the uh the beginning of um we had no idea yeah it was the beginning of the pandemic it hadn't really all rolled out yet so it's it's fine totally weird to think it's a year yeah um we're at we're at uh, gratitude for today mm -hmm. right Yes, we are. We are at gratitude. And um, I, I had a conversation with a friend earlier and, um, and I was sharing about the gratitude. And I often come back to this often recently, really, um, when I'm thinking about like my, my husband, we are incredibly, incredibly different, um, very yin and yang. Um, there's been times where I'm like, I don't understand us at all. Uh, and, and he's aware of this, but uh, I really, we've come to a place where I just am like so grateful that I've got him as a partner and that I get the honor to be a partner for him. And, um, and that even though like we're struggling with some things like parenting and how do we, how do we, how do we uh, be better parents? How do we learn from, you know, mistakes or, or this and that we're like really walking through that together. So I'm incredibly grateful because I know I've got a lot of um, friends and acquaintances that they cannot say that. Um, So I'm very grateful for, um, for that, as well as the gift of technology to stay in contact with family um, that I can't get together with. Yeah, I would, I'd say similar things. Um, I'm really, really grateful for my family. We have a really close family. Um, a lot of people are uh, local as well, um, which is, which is really, really wonderful. Like I have extended family that's not in uh, Manitoba, but um, most of our very close family is here on both sides, like my wife's family as well. And, uh, and so that's, that's really great. People get along really well. Um, but I do think like this is, uh, so it's, 
I guess, fairly easy for me to do gratitude for my family. Like, I feel like that's something I do all the time. I say thank you to God for my family all the time. Um, but I, I think this is an important practice to, I'll get, this was important to have in here because I think there's actually lots of people that have significant strains in their family and whether that's with their immediate uh, closest people or, um, or whether that's in their, their history. Um, like if they, like, there might be like, might be generations old where there's been issues, um, or, or just kind of like between extended family members, like there's a lot of pain in a lot of families. Mm-hmm. And, and so I think gratitude can actually be really challenging in those situations, but might also be really important in those situations. Like, what is it that, what is it that has been passed on that has been good? Like, what do we hold on to? Like, we could for sure talk to talk about like, the healing or sometimes like you actually, I I mean, I know people who have had to say like, no, 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 this is not my family anymore. Like I have to remove myself out of it. It's a completely unhealthy situation. There's been situations of abuse or all Mm -hmm. kinds of things. Um, But even in those cases, I would find that there's something about like, okay, I'm, I might be grateful because part of me is who I am because of, because of this, like, how can I be, what, what is it that I, that I can be grateful for or say thank you for. Um, so I think it's an important practice, but it can be quite difficult for some. I just, this one is not a, a super hard one for me, mm-hmm. um, but I want to acknowledge that, that it's not easy for everybody to, to do gratitude for their family. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and it's not necessarily easy to, to have presence or to even conjure up like, what should I confess something yeah, about? True. How could I share peace? You know, where, where if we come from some different experiences than what we're fortunately coming from. Um, and of course, moving forward into the week, um, tomorrow, um, you know, taking time to, uh, really commune with our family and how can we even enrich in that, like to have that more rich and full, um, that, that, uh, that could be a very challenging thing for people. Um, yeah. I also think on the communion day, like if you can think of somebody who like, and, and maybe it isn't like, if your family is just a total nightmare, um, you might even want to just expand this out to like, who would you include in your, like, if you were going to talk about who is my family, who are your chosen family? Like it might be a friend. It might be like, who, who is that for you? Um, and then pick the person who you have like one of the best relationships with around this communion day, because I think that day, um, tomorrow is actually, it's not about like, like you've done the reconciliation days and that might spark something for you. And that's fine. If you want to stick with that same person. Okay. But I would recommend actually, there might be someone you need to reconcile with, but, but also like there might be somebody else who the relationship is really positive and really good. And you can, you would do well to reflect on like, how can I, how could this be even more rich? Like, how could this be even better? Mm -hmm. Um, That's what I kind of envisioned the communion day being about is how can this be an even better experience? Um, How can we go from like good to great or (laughs) whatever? So I think that's, that's that's how I would see that day. Mm -hmm. Uh, The intercession day on Friday. So that's like, this might be almost one of the easiest things to do because I think lots of people naturally pray for other people and often family members are people who 
will pop into our head of people who are in mm -hmm. need. Um, so this, and this is really um, taking time to pray for your family members. Uh, but you might want to even be a little more intentional because they, you have a specific day for this. Like you might want to write down a bunch of names of your family and then spend time uh, really praying for them, like really mm -hmm. taking the time. So sometime we might, sometimes we might, might not take the time to do it. Um, or what are they really struggling with? Like, um, and how, and how much have we actually held that up, you know? Mm -hmm. So I think, I think that's an important day too. It might feel easy, but, um, but I think there's a, there's something to setting that intention aside. Absolutely. And of course, wrapping up the week with blessing. Um, I really like the idea of, you know, like what, what blessing have you received or what blessing you give, but actually then what is one action you would like to take with you into the coming weeks and months? Um, I think this is really, really great. Like, for some people, like if our kids were maybe a little older, maybe we would do this, but, uh, you know, like a games night as a consistent thing, that be something that we include in our, our regular routine. Um, so it, it might, we might have some creative things that flow out of this. I think that's cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, I think so too. And also, um, little, Hint at the end, if you have the resource and you, you know, some people get things and they read the whole thing and, but I'm not one of those people. I would, uh, but if you skip to the end, I think there's a thing there kind of at, uh, at the, at the very, very end of the, all of the exercises um, that just says like, you might want to review like what, what are all the things that came up at the end of the week? Like, what are the different actions that you identified? So if you came up with like a family games night, in this week, by the time you get to like week five of Lent, that might have like disappeared and you never actually did it. Um, so to actually spend time at the end of Lent, at the end of this season, to to kind of reflect back on, well, what did I actually say that I learned or what did, what came up for me on each of those Saturdays and how might I actually incorporate some of those things mm -hmm. uh, into our lives? So this might be a good week for that too, as you focus on family, is to, is to actually write one of them down. Um, I mean, maybe every week, but then that would allow you to review at the end of it all and just say like, oh yeah, right. We kind of had this idea that we were going to do this and how do I do that now Absolutely. Uh, going forward? So I think that'd be good. Mm -hmm. Well, we look forward to checking in with you all again next week and sharing um, more insights to the practices. And next week we're going to be looking at neighborhood and nation. Yeah. And also I'll just add that if you are listening to this and you uh, are thinking, Hey, this sounds good. I wished I had gone and actually downloaded that resource and was actually going through this stuff. Um, you actually can still like, you can still do that. So, so go to, you can go to spiritualityforordinarypeople.com and uh, where do you go from there? There's a link there to click on. Or you can go to prairiechurch.ca if you don't find it there. Go to prairiechurch.ca and there's for sure a link from the front page uh, mm -hmm. to get to those practices. Um, and you just, it's in a PDF. So you can just get it and you can start in week three or week four or restart at week one if you want to do that. Um, it's not specifically tied to the Lenten season, even though that's how it is titled. Um, it's just generally Lent is a good time to do spiritual practices because it's in people's minds that I'm going to do something for Lent. 
Um, but if you want to start over at week one, feel free. You can still get the resource. Go for it. Absolutely. Okay. Thanks for listening, everybody.